Like how long would it take for, you know, our default rate is currently at what 0.02% or something outrageous in Canada. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the default rate increase early in 2023. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are, we're already kind of at the mm -hmm. bootstraps that are really going to have to, um, the numbers are like the, their dollars and cents are going to be very tight in, in early in the year. And I think that extra rate increase could really, you know, hit the precipice where people are in, in a very precarious position where they might not be able to afford that mortgage payment. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Hello. Hey, we are back. I have nothing to drink. I have nothing in my hand. I'm devastated. I need to get something in my hand. Go get something in your hand. I'm, right I'll, make the, I'll make the intros and uh, and we'll keep this rolling. Uh, welcome to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. We are back. I am here by myself right now talking, just a talking head. Um, my name is Paul Stevenson. I am a mortgage agent and uh, you can check me out at paulstevenson.ca. I'm joined as always, by Greg Campbell. Greg Campbell is a realtor and a managing director at the Agency Ottawa. The Agency Ottawa. Uh, the Agency. The Agency. Uh, and David Warren, who is not yet here, but we do expect him to slide in. Uh, David Warren is a mortgage agent as well and an owner at Referral Mortgages here in Ottawa. And uh, yeah, we're here. We're back. It is November twenty. Second, when this Dude, is released, it's November twenty second. It means it's almost Christmas time. Ooh. I can't handle it. Use the c word. I can't yeah, handle it. I actually started adulting recently. Um, got my lights up. Uh, there's a real ambiance on my street right now, which is fantastic. Last year there was no lights. A couple new neighbors. Lights everywhere. We're the West End Taffy Lane. Um, Nice. I bought a uh, an eleven foot blow up snowman. Okay, I have timers. I have timers on my lights and my snowman. Uh, it's amazing. I feel like an adult. It's great. It's good. I actually put up lights. Uh, my family's been bothering me for uh, quite a while to put up lights. I don't put up lights. I'm not a lights guy. So I picked up some lights. There are some lights on our house now. Blue and white lights. Christmas. More of a lights out guy. Christmas time. More of a lights out guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like so to, I like to light it up and then I like to go lights out. Speaking of uh, lights out, I was just telling you guys a story before we came on. I was out for dinner with a couple friends on Friday and went to a, a really nice restaurant, if you're in Ottawa, uh, called Le Poisson Bleu. Uh, really good fish spot, uh, Somerset and Wellington. No, was it Somerset and Wellington? Somerset, Somerset and Bank, somewhere in that range, somewhere in that area. Just Google it. Uh, but very, very good. I was very impressed. Great food, great service, nice people. Lights out. Lights out. <laughs> Lights out. Yeah, the reason I say that, we were actually in another, we were in a wine bar before that, and uh, we were just having some drinks, and we were talking about two different restaurants we were thinking of, and this random stranger just walks in and says, you got to go trust, you got to try Poisson Bleu. Lights out. That's all, that's his only comment, and so that that basically twisted our arm, and we went. It was fantastic. Mm. I can't um, wait. Yeah, I'm going to go try that. Definitely. World Cup started. Yesterday, huge soccer fan, love the World Cup. Canada's in it. Uh, England played today, which will be yesterday. They just won 6 2. 
very happy about that. Um, yeah, very inter- very interesting situation right now, not to get too far off of the topic of real estate, um, but we definitely have had uh, a lot of controversy with the uh, with the World Cup and uh, and uh, you know how people are getting it. There's actually a, a documentary right now, if anyone's interested, on Netflix called FIFA Uncovered, I think it is, and they get into all the uh, all the hoopla of the uh, of the World <laughs> Cup and and Russia having it, Qatar having it. Uh, and so on, but very interesting. But let's get into real estate, Greg. Enough about my rambling. I like your rambling, and I like real estate. Um, rent stats. You had some stats for the West End that were pretty mind blowing when we South were looking end. at them South yesterday. End, Paul, Barhaven, Barhaven. Sorry, South. Uh, South. And uh, some stats, and then I actually had an article that was perfectly segued from your uh, stats you sent us uh, today. So maybe if you want to get into the yeah, let's, uh, BH let's look at stats. That. So. Uh, I went to, I went through like, you know, four different items here, detached homes, towns and semis, condos and rentals. So, um, you know, for starting with uh, detached homes, you know, the numbers are pretty crazy. 88 active detached. This is in the last four weeks, the last four weeks. Let me be clear. There's currently 88 active listings, detached homes, averaging 56 days on market at an average price of 926,000. There's five conditionally sold right now. Took them an average of 59 days to sell. And we're at um, a conditionally sold price of 820,000. That's a big difference over the 926,000 list price. That's almost $100,000 different. Now, in the last four weeks, 36 detached homes have sold averaging 59 days on market again. And the average sales price is $789,000. So that's way under the active and that's under the conditional sales price. So what does that mean? And last year at the same time, 49 properties sold, uh, averaging 17 days on market at a price of 838,000. So you can see right now we're basically below what the sales price for detached homes in Barhaven was last year. And if you go through um, my list here, uh, it's basically the same thing. I don't know well, if I want to go. Can we hold on? Yeah, let's stick on Barhaven for a second with these. No, I'm on Barhaven. It's all Barhaven, right? But just with this stat specifically, like, what do you make of this, and where do you think that's trending? Like, I don't what, know. what do you think and, is coming? And this from is this? the thing: like, it's trending that way in in towns and semis, uh, and it's looking that way in condos are kind of the same. Uh, as last year, but the towns and semis are also, uh, they're hitting, they're selling now below what they were at the same time last year. Mm. So we're under, we're a hundred thousand plus. No, uh, no, sorry. That's not right. Um, we're just, we're, we're about the same average as last year, but we're almost a hundred thousand down. Uh, if you want to compare it to what prices were earlier this year, um, in, Give or take, obviously, every situation. Well, I don't want to do that anyways. I don't want to compare them. Yeah, I don't want to compare that. Let's let's not compare. (laughs) Um, But uh, but again, the staggering number here, for me anyways, I thought this, and we all can agree to this, there's 178 active rentals in Barhaven right now. 178. Average price, $2,533. Averaging 37 days on market. There's 75... Oh, I did some of my my edits here wrong. There's 75 that were rented in the last four weeks. Mm-hmm. 
$2,314 is the average price. Last year, there was 54 sold in the same amount of time. Rented. And the average price was 2,261. So the average price of the active ones, again, just like in the properties listed for sale, is above what they're renting for. So, you know, I'm, maybe, and that's an indication that the rental prices are coming down. Yeah, I mean, the average what rent- they were last year. The, the average rent looking at, you know, 2261 versus 2314. I mean, that, that would be like a very natural. Similar. Yeah, yeah, increase, exactly. You know, that seems, that seems like a proper increase. But the question is how many of those rentals are new investors that are already paying above and beyond what their mm. actual mortgage and fees are? You know, how many are losing monthly on that? Right. They the bought, they changes? bought, they, yeah, they bought those up during the pandemic and now they're, they're struggling to rent yeah. them out or they're, you know. That's right. Because they have 178 active rentals. That is, that's crazy to me. And, you know, I only had the time to go through Barhaven this week, but, um, you know, I, I'm going to hit the, I'm going to hit the other markets uh, for next week's show. And, and anyone listening, if, if you want these, uh, these st stats or these um, um, beautiful, beautiful uh, presentations I've created, um, to, uh, to see this, just send me an email and I'll, and I'll send them over to you. I don't have a landing page up where I can put these yet, but I will soon. But if you want to see these stats, uh, send me an email on the, in the liner notes, you'll see that. And I'll be happy to send it over to you. They're also on my Facebook page and uh, they'll be on my Instagram. David, welcome. Good day. Good day. We, we, we rambled for about four minutes about dinner and, and the world cup, hoping you'd slide in and, uh, but you didn't I, miss much. You didn't my, miss much. Uh, yeah, sorry guys, sorry guys, sorry listeners. I'm late. <laughs> I'm late. I uh, I think I think your uh, those stats about of, of the rentals is is certainly is certainly interesting. And and for those of, that are renting, um, you know, kind of those numbers give you the give you an indication that you know, be able, maybe negotiate with your landlord. Um, you know, if the average listing is twenty five hundred and change. And they're renting for 23 uh, and change. You know, maybe it gives you with that many listings, it gives you a little bit of flexibility to negotiate on them. Absolutely, um, and I and I think the big thing right now don't be is shy that about it. with everybody, um, you know, complaint well, not complaining. I mean, it's a fact. Like people are talking about how the the cost of rent has gone up. Their cost of rent, their landlords are requesting more money. Um, you know, it comes to a point where you can leverage the fact that you have options. You have other places you can go. Not like, you know, convenience is obviously priority over moving, but there's, there's options now because there's so much available. So exactly. I wouldn't be afraid to, if your landlord comes at you and says they're going to raise the rent, I would sit there and negotiate until you can't. Come at me, bro. That's, Come at uh, me, bro. There's a, there was an article this weekend on uh, from CTV. It said average renting can end up nearly 12% year over year to almost $2,000. Now, this is obviously across the country, but it says average rent in Canada rose nearly 12% year over year last month to almost 2000 A new national report is found. The latest national rent report from rentals.ca and the Toronto real estate research firm uh, Urban, Nation, Urban Nation shows average rent prices rose 11.8% in October or $209 compared to the same month last year to an average of uh, 1,976 across all property types. Uh, this data includes vacant, single and semi-detached homes, townhouses, condominium apartments, rental apartments, and basement apartments. This is more than double the 5.6% annual increase in average hourly wages in Canada. Uh, average rent in October rose 2.2% from September. 
let's see. The unprecedented growth in rents underway is broad-based across Canada, with most markets reporting double-digit annual rent inflation. Uh, that was uh, Sean uh, Hildebrand. Hildebrand, uh, president mm -hmm. of Urban Nation. Uh, the rental market keeps getting hotter with each interest rate increase, coupled with a record high increase in the population. The need to ramp up rental supply has never been greater, he says. I, I would agree. I think it's interesting. I mean, I, <clears throat> I do... It's, I know it's contradictory to what we're talking about with, you know, looking at Barhaven as a snapshot of having a lot of rent, having a lot of rentals. Um, I think it is, you know, looking at the city, um, mm -hmm. you know, with, you know, looking at the core, maybe um, where rents are, are maybe up. I'd be interested to see what that looks like um, in comparison to, say, a Barhaven. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen in rent in reports, so in, in appraisals I've gotten for multi-residential for, for clients um, where we've looked at what average rents are even uh, six months ago and, and getting an updated one now. And it's been, uh, they've been up and the values have come up on those multis because mm. of the rent, the projected rents. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it is, you know, a little bit, you know, obviously this article is contradicting what we were just saying about negotiating with uh, your landlord in those, in that area. I think it is area specific. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when comparing this, you know, these increases, but I mean, really with the average, with, with rates going up is the average carrying cost is just going to increase. I mean, Obviously, when a, a landlord, when a property goes vacant, they're able to re-rent it. They're going to look to cover, you know, break even or not incur too significant a loss. So mm -hmm. with another further increase in December, I think we're you'll probably see another bump again in, in, in a bunch of these uh, units that come up. So what gives? You know, what gives? With the average the average Canadian, right, who's, who's uh, looking to, to get into the market. I mean, you know, people can't really afford homes right now as far as, the prices are coming down, but the, you know, as far as qualifying, um, you know, the, 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 what people qualify for is kind of still sitting around that average home price. So, I mean, it, it's all relative. Um, but you know, if you're not able to buy a home, you don't have the down payment and rent just keeps going up and up and up. I mean, I think it's going to cause a lot of people to have to stay where they are. Right. Cause they mm -hmm. just, they just can't afford any, you know, there's no, no upgrade opportunity because they just, you know, they're in that budget and most people are on a fixed income in, in, in uh ottawa specifically but you know what what other options are there i mean obviously creating more rentals uh you know we talked about the affordable housing um uh <laughs> conspiracy Programs. i guess you could call it <laughs> uh in, in in ottawa and in canada but what what else is there i mean we've talked about you know lowering the cost of you know barrier to entry as far as uh new builds but i mean even you know, you break ground today, you're still talking, you know, six to six, six months down the road before completing any of these builds. So uh, what other options are there, gentlemen? What, what can we do here? So Not I us, think, but. yeah, I think, I think a number of the, um, I mean, we, there's obviously a number of properties sitting on the market. Uh, I would imagine a number of those. And Greg, I think weeks ago, you touched on it, that a number of those listings that you had, they didn't have to sell. They were kind of just testing to see mm -hmm. if their rental would sell. Um, these are properties that are not in the rental pool right now. Um, if people that are sitting on the sidelines, there's obviously demand like home buyers just renting and staying in their rentals instead or staying at home um, with their parents instead of buying because they see interest rates up. But mm -hmm. when you, you know, looking at what the average price, let's say in Ottawa um, in March of, you know, 850 for an average single. And now in October, you're, you know, I think it's like six, like high sixes. You got a huge, you had a hundred seventy-five thousand dollars difference in 
in home values. Really, when you break it down, even with the increased um, interest rate, you're you're still going to come out ahead at the end of at the end of the day on that mortgage. So it's just kind of people wrapping their head around what that looks like uh, to maybe for those home buyers getting into the market, getting out, you know, for those people transitioning into buying, which then frees up additional rental supply. And so you don't have, um, you know, that increase in the more demand there is. And obviously those, that's going to come up as well. Uh, those rents are going to come up if there's a high demand in an area, let alone obviously interest rates, increasing payments. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing too. Like when you're dealing with rental properties, everyone who, I think we talked about this last week when we were talking about insured and uninsured and all the different types of rates. But if you have a rental property, you're, you're, you're paying at least a quarter percent premium on that over everyone else too. So these rates hit you even that much harder mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a, you know, a rental or investment, uh, investment property owner, uh, investor, because, you know, you're getting that extra, you know, you're probably sitting at close to even on a variable, you're probably sitting at close to five and a half, six percent right now on your mm. interest rates. And that's mm. not that's not on a multi-unit either, Dave. You're talking about, you know, mm. if you have a, a multi-unit building of, you know, eight units or ten units or something like that. I mean, you're well, I guess it, yeah, it would be a bit different, but um I, well, I just renewed. I re- I just renewed and it's uh six six nine. Yeah. Crazy. Wild. From low twos. <laughs> yeah. Um and that's on a multi, but uh yeah, I mean, oh. it's. I, I think no matter what, it it comes down to supply. Um, you know, we've talked about this at nauseum over the past years. Um, <laughs> you know, about about an issue of supply, and and you know, we talked about it when there wasn't enough properties being listed, uh, when there was so much demand with low rates. Uh, right now, you know, we've got properties sitting on the market, and it kind of seems funny that we're talking about supply issues, but the supply mm. issues come to come down to like. The rental market but also the resale market or, or for home ownership people are just sitting on the sidelines right now because of the mental aspect of mm-hmm. where rates are at it's not that they're not buying um we keep i know we keep it's like groundhog day of us talking about this <laughs> over and over again but it, it, it yeah, welcome it, it to really march does, 2022 uh, it supply really does impact yeah it really does impact the entire market from the resale to the rental um and right now we're just seeing that flip that it wasn't you know it was the the resale home buyer side that was being affected the last two years. And now it's flipped to the rental market mm-hmm. side in, in a lot of cases. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 it I had a very interesting, um, I, I watched the big short again last week. Uh, great movie mm-hmm. back on Netflix. If anyone's interested uh, talking about the collapse in 2008 in, in the U S uh, the housing collapse, well, ec- economic collapse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just realized, like, as I was saying this, I had two calls last week from existing clients asking me about their variable rates and what can be done. And like, you know, is there anything we can do? Can we restructure it somehow? Can we lower our payments? Um, and it just kind of made me wonder, like, you know, if, if rates go up in December again, which they very likely would, like, how long would it take for, you know, our default rate is currently at, what, 0.02% or something outrageous in Canada. I I wouldn't be surprised if we see the default rate increase early in 2023. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are we're already kind of at the mm-hmm. bootstraps that are really going to have to um the numbers are like the their dollars and cents are going to be very tight in in early in the year and I think that extra rate increase could really you know hit the precipice where people are in in a very precarious position where they might not be able to afford that mortgage payment. Uh, and I think if we see the default rate even hit, you know, say 3% in 
which would be a massive increase, but you know, one to 3%, uh, that sh like, what does that do to the whole economy? That's going to shift things massively. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised. I was very optimistic. I wouldn't say I'm pessimistic now, but I think we're going to see a lot of challenging months for clients, mortgage owners, mortgage holders, some mortgage holders, um, in the next six months as rates increase. And I think, you know, as they start to come down again, obviously we'll see things balance out, but I'm telling everyone right now, and I mean, I'm certainly not an advisor. I'm telling my friends, okay, I'm not advising clients on this, um, but I'm telling most people Information that I know, purposes only. Information purposes only. Asterix, okay, asterix, asterix, asterix. This is, this is not legal asterix. advice. Not legal advice, not financial advice. Uh, I'm not even a real human. Don't listen to me. Uh, but I, I'm telling people, like, just hold on, hold on to your cash if you have it right now, because there are going to be opportunities in the coming six months, whether it be in the equities market, real estate market. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to buy as things, you know, I don't think we're quite at the bottom yet. Uh, we've seen things continue to to, you know, the, the economy as a whole, I think is still very shaky as things balance out. Like we're still in a balancing act right now. And uh, if you have cash, I shouldn't, well, again, not advice, <laughs> but I would recommend if I were just, your friend. Just tell them what you're personally beer, doing, Paul. I am holding cash until further notice. Uh, but I think there are going to be really good opportunities um, to make money. I mean, that's, you know, when, whenever there's a recession or, or, a depression or any sort of massive downturn like we're seeing right now, it's it's an opportunity to create wealth for yourself as well. But um, trying to time the market is obviously not not usually possible. Uh, but I I personally don't think we're quite at the bottom yet. I think we're we're probably getting there. I think we're close, but I think uh, we probably won't see the bottom until sometime early in 2023. Uh, that's you know my new prediction, and I and I know it's a big swing from what I was saying earlier this year, but um, you know. Things change, people change. That's my uh, my current opinion as of today. Honesty is the best policy. There's a uh, um, there's there's stats out there that state that during a recession, more millionaires are created mm, during a recession than any other time. And exactly as you said, Paul. I mean, it's those taking you know un seizing the opportunities that are out there. Um, you know, buying. You know, if you're um, if you have cash or you've, you know, you're sitting on the sidelines with it in whatever capacity looking at, like, you know, you're, you're thinking about the rental, like about, uh, sorry, about the real estate market, you know, there's going to be great opportunities out there. If, you know, equities, the equities market, there's going to be great opportunities out there. Businesses, if you're thinking about starting a business, um, there'll be great opportunities out there. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of hurt for sure, um, from a lot of the population, but, uh, mm -hmm. if you're able to kind of get past hurt and kind of sees see the opportunities that are like presented in, in all different industries and facets um there's going to be a huge growth potential i think Great. the biggest opportunity right now in real estate is to look at new builds mm -hmm. they're not selling there's lots available mm. they want to sell um the price reductions are coming the builders are starting to drop them drop prices uh and you got to remember a lot of these are looking to be built 2024 so you got to spring, summer, 2024. So, you know, if whatever, which, you know, we've been saying, or if, you know, the general consensus is that rates will start coming down, um, you know, in mid 2023, maybe by the time 2024 comes around, you're back to a much better rate. Um, and then you've got your new build ready to go. And you <laughs> or you're not quite a bit. <laughs> or you're not back to a better rate. <laughs> or you're not back to a better rate. But I'm just saying there's an opportunity there, I think, yeah. for people that want to buy a new home because you have a you do have a waiting period.
I had Greg, we talked about this when we were together last week, but I, I had a client reach out to me right before we got together uh, asking me about, you know, considering getting a line of credit to then turn around and invest into the market. And I said, you know, usually I'm all for that strategy. Like, I think it's great to, to you know, leverage the, the equity you do have to, to further invest and further your wealth. But in this case, you know, I just kind of broke it down for him. While we were chatting, I, I didn't even have a predisposed position. I just said, listen, this is this is a situation. You're going to be paying, let's say it's prime plus one. Uh, it might be less, but let's just use that as a hypothetical. You're paying 7% to borrow that money. Yes, it's mm -hmm. interest only, but, you know, the market is still dipping. So, I mean, if you're, I think, so if you're, you know, if you're paying 7% to earn what, 10% maybe would be a great return uh, in most markets. So, I mean, you're risking a 7% interest rate to maybe make 3% gains, uh, which then you're going to pay capital gains on if it's if it's not in a TFSA or RSP or what have you. So, it, you know, just, it's a tough, that's why, again, another reason to hold cash right now, like paying 7% to, to invest and maybe get more. I mean, mm -hmm. there are certain facilities you can make more than 7% on, but they're obviously going to you know, inherently have more risk. And then, you know, you're putting yourself in a, in a even more challenging position. Home prices are dropping, rates are going up, cost of living is going up. Like it's, hold your cash. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hold your cash. Cash is king. Cash is king. Or buy a house. Or buy a house. place to live. If you need a place or to buy a house. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and I'd say hold cash for an opportunity to invest. Yes, when, that's when, my when point. When inflation yes. is rampant, when inflation is rampant, that cash becomes, you know, diminishes in value. So if you're just holding on to it, just, mm. just hold on to it and do nothing with it, then, you know, you should at least put in a GIC at like 5% right now. Um, <laughs> but but if you're, but hold cash, if you're looking for opportunities and you're looking to invest Ready to, yeah. one way or the other. Um, but not advice, not advice. Uh, just we need we all, need that disclaimer, eh? Like all, all, like all, I, the, just, all like the other shows. just blinking on the like screen. all the other shows. We need to just start the show with. By the way, this is not financial advice in any way. This is for entertainment. Steve, purposes can we get a ribbon? Can we get oh, a right. banner just <laughs> yeah. across the bottom, like on like on CNN? Just like this probably is not start advice. doing that so that we <laughs> don't get sued. A ticker. I was listening to Toe Rep for twelve months. <laughs> exactly what they told me. Now I'm broke. <laughs> well we know that wouldn't happen that's uh no that, so far no, our I predictions have been pretty good yeah. um there there are a few people that disagree with our opinions on uh on youtube but um i love it there we go <laughs> this is not financial it. advice <laughs> yeah. yeah there's some people that don't agree with us but those people don't agree with anyone so it's it's all right for them and, and at the end of the day it's okay not to agree with us absolutely we're, we're literally just having uh conversations amongst one another it just happens to be recorded that's all oh is people listening to this <laughs> <laughs> where are we right now? yeah um yeah dave i know you wanted to uh to touch on a few of the comments did you want to save that for next week all uh, right let's touch on them now we can touch i'm ready touch me uh <laughs> um so let me just see here i gotta pull them up it was regarding i think our forecasts i'm just trying to think of exactly what the comment was uh, i like how these guys know how interest rate policy is going to go i guess you told all your buyers last year that rates would be four percent higher by the end of the year Stop the hell what you are saying. Stop it. For God's sake, stop your forecasts. You know nothing. You both should try different lines of work. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Uh, I, I like, I like uh, Jeff O'Toole's, uh, you, know, uh, you know, emphatic 
um, comments. The again, we're speaking from a position of reading what the economists, what the Bank of Canada, what the federal, the finance minister, um, CMHC, all these other bodies have been putting out. Uh, so someone like Jeff saying that uh, you know that uh, you know if you t I guess you told all your buyers rates would be at four percent. Well, if you go back um, to what even the what our uh, Bank of Canada uh, head, Tiff McCallum, said in October of uh, 2020 was borrow Canadians, borrow as much. And you can YouTube this. So clearly, you know, it's not just us. Uh, Tiff McCallum saying, head of Bank of Canada saying, borrow as much, Canadians should borrow as much as you want because interest rates are going to stay low. Don't have to worry about the rising cost of interest rates. They will stay low. In for the foreseeable future. Um, the <laughs> finance minister, uh, the Canadian finance minister, end of last year, talking about inflation being transitory, not being entrenched, um, that rates are going to stay low. So, you know, did we predict that rates would be where they're at right now? No, absolutely not. But all major economists, even our head of the Bank of Canada, even our finance minister, um, had not been um, had not been indicating this or had been foreseeing this. So uh, to Jeff's point, no, we we were like for what everyone in the economy uh, and in finance was really seeing, other than probably a couple of economists that were seeing that uh, you know we should have started raising rates earlier mm -hmm. because inflation was starting yeah. to creep up and they left them too low. Um, but yeah, this was not something that uh, that anybody uh, really had been forecasting. So, uh, you know, again, where this is us giving our opinion of where we think something is going to be, just like these sale prices, we are not saying to take this with absolute certainty either. And yeah, I no, no. I mean, you know, prices could double tomorrow and, uh, yeah. you know, rates, maybe there's going to be a rate decrease in December. I mean, so, who knows? We're, and that's uh, the thing. Ooh. I think, you know, it needs to be, I mean, it should be obvious to most people that, you know, we work in an industry where we work with what's in front of us and we see what's going on around and we, you know, we take notes, speculate, and we advise on what, on what we see, you know, all we can do is give our advice as from what we've seen in the past which I think we all did very well um, in terms of where the market is going, but there's things that are just out of our control. Like, you know, basically, you know, comments like what Jeff is saying, like, it's almost like saying like, Oh, these guys, these guys uh, didn't, or these guys didn't, or didn't predict the pandemic or something or, or did predict the pandemic. Like, I, I don't even, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. I'm just mm -hmm. trying to say that there are things that are way, well beyond our control and we just work with what's, in front of us at the time in our experience. We and, and really it's looking at the history, like history tends to repeat itself. So we have to look at- Which we always data. say, the 20 year cycle. Yeah, we have to look at historical data, um, where things have been is, is typically, you know, an indicator of where things are going to go. Obviously other aspects come into play that are outside of our control, like Greg said, whether that be a 2008 government crisis, a pandemic, um, you know, a Nortel crash <laughs> in the market. Right um you know, wars yeah and, war that's, and, and you know what I, and i will i will toot our horn a little bit here <laughs> since for the last two years uh, uh, since we started this like really working this show we have always said 
that we are right in the middle of the typical Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, 20 year cycle. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the data going back to the 1960s, it's exactly on point, like to the year, basically. The last time it went up 20% was in the 1980s. And now, and so it was almost as close to what happened in the last two years. And that happened only 40 years ago. So, or no, was it the 2000, was it the 2000s? 2000, yeah, 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 2000s. So, I mean, if you look at the history of real estate, we were bang on with what happened. And we always said, we always said, we're at a peak that is definitely going to level out no matter what, no, no matter whether it's up or down, maybe a bit, but we knew that something was coming and then it had to change. We didn't know how soon it was going to come, what the rates were going to go to, but we've definitely always been talking about since we started the show that we are in the middle of the peak of the 20 year cycle in Ottawa, Ontario, Ontario Canada. Totally. And it's, and that's exactly what happened. It's happening now. The leveling yeah. out. The leveling out. It, it, to me, it sounds like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just a very, he's, he's, he's very angry in that comment. He's, very, <laughs> he's very angry. Mr. O'Toole's very angry. <laughs> he's allowed to be angry. I mean, I know. You, know, some, you know what? You and, and, it's, and, and yeah. And, and, you know, perhaps your interest rate is up. All of ours are up. Um, hmm. And it, it, it is, it, it does, it, it does very much suck. I mean, from a payment standpoint, increasing like it has, you know, by almost 70% on variable, you know, costs of gas and food and, and everything else from, you know, regular monthly costs have, have skyrocketed. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a great time for the general population and it does suck. So, you know, I think, uh, and it's going to change and, and it's going to change again. It's going to happen again. Might be worse next time. Yeah. Might not be worse. Who knows? Yes, really that's good advice, wondering. Greg. Might, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. This is not financial advice. I'm just having fun here. I'm going to get a t-shirt. <laughs> just says that on the front. This is not, <laughs> this is not financial advice. I am not. I'll oh, get one for Dave. Man. This is not tax advice. Yeah. But it's like, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like people, there's just so many, I mean, everyone's got an opinion. But it's, it's, it is difficult right now. Buyers and sellers. It's challenging. Hmm. Um, for everybody and there's just kind of like this big standstill which is fine that's what it is and you know I, I read this article the other day I can't remember where it was but it was like this big thing like oh real, real estate agents now will be losing on average uh, 45,000 a year from their income due to this market shift it's like good <laughs> And, and <clears throat> what and a so stat! It's like you know, some people are like yeah, they don't they don't deserve that money. Goes, you know what? Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. It doesn't matter. We're in a, we're in a job. We're we're losing we're losing money now too. There's, there's things mm. going on. It's affected all around. But it's well. On that note, let's get into the mood we, boost. Uh, slide and boost. <laughs> should we boost some moods? Speaking <laughs> of buyers and sellers, uh, that was actually the spot I was at when the guy told me there was lights out. So just coming full circle on our conversation. Mm. Uh, great spot. Uh, so I, I have three three mood boosts today. World Cup inspired. Okay. We got the World Cup happening right now. We got some World Cup inspired mood boosts. Uh, and let's slide into those. So number one, if I can find them. Hold on. Number one, what club do sheeps cheer for? Barcelona. That was the weakest of the three. Uh, number two. I don't care what anyone says about Neymar faking hurt. He's still my role model. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, oh. my personal favorite, 
Last weekend, I went to watch my boyfriend's soccer match, and he made this incredible save. He's definitely a keeper. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Definitely well, a keeper. Hopefully you come with some better ones next week. Well, it was just World Cup inspired. Uh, they, weren't, they weren't the best, but they were uh, <laughs> topical. Um, as always, thank you to you gentlemen yeah. for being here. <laughs> thank you, Thank you, Paul. Stephen. And uh, that was a great episode. Lots of info. Lots of great info. We will be back next week, as always. Shows are released Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. on uh, YouTube and all streaming platforms. And uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe, because we'd really like that.